again and welcome to the Red Dwarf intro cast, where longtime fans and newbies alike join together on the mining ship Red Dwarf and go into the far reaches of space and whatnot. And, you know, we talk about Red Dwarf because it's an awesome show. Uh, my name is Heath. I'm Angela. I'm Shane. And I'm Nutty. I might be Tech. You might be? You might, might be. be. You might be. What? You might I have a cold. Perhaps. <laughs> ah. Uh, well, um, as you've probably guessed, um, Paul cannot join us this week. Uh, he has space mops. So it's very he will, unsightly. You know, he couldn't put his headset on. And, <laughs> uh, yes, it was horrible. We, we will hope for his uh, quick recovery. Uh, this week, though, we are going to be talking about Season 4, Episode 3, Justice. Which is an awesome title for anything. Um so, uh, you actually already know our guests, but uh, just to refresh your memory, uh, Nutty and Tech, would you like to reintroduce yourselves to the fans? Well, I am Nutty, also known as Nuke Chas. I am the host and producer of the Nutty Bites podcast, and I am the podcast ninja that shows up on all sorts of other podcasts, also showing up on terrestrial radio shows as well. And with me, we've got my husband, Tech. Hello. The Clockwork Doctor. Why don't you tell them what you do? I am Tech the Clockwork Doctor. I have a uh, a column on Nutty's blog. I write about geeky things, ballisticy things, Marsy things, and uh, other things that capture my attention. Like, but not to, marzipan things. But not marzipan things. No, trying to cut marzipan. Rifle, trying to cut rifle parts <laughs> in half with a sword because I want to try it. And I don't know. I, uh, I I'm just I'm just a geek who found a computer and people who want to read what I say. And you're the corner square of the Nutty debate. Oh yeah, no center square. Hello, I'm Bruce Valanche. No, he's the corner. Mm. I go right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but does it go meow when you're sawing into the rifles? You know, because oh, let's not go there. <laughs> let's start, let's not the start. Let's not start that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, we are so glad that you, you both could join us, um, being the internet rock stars that you are, and. Uh, so this week, we're going to talk about Season 4, Episode 3, Justice, and Shane, tell us the meaning of justice. I'll be Socrates. What is justice? Uh, the pilot summary for Red Dwarf Justice made in 1991 is... The Red Wolf crew transport a defrosting status capture to Justice World, a remote pen- penal space station, where they believe penal. the... Penal. <laughs> <laughs> We are three. Where they believe the person in the capsule may be one of the convicts or one of the guards. And Rimmer is convicted of the radioactive disaster that won't take the entire crew of Red Dwarf. What, that? Cool. Oh, that? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it was a really neat episode. And Angela was kind of right in her prediction. I was! There was a court... And and he was tried for crimes, not for breaking regulations that I thought it was going to be, but tried for crimes. And I really did want to see Judge Cat. I did. Oh well. <laughs> in, in the nice powdered way. You realize Judge Cat um, would have like gold sequin robes, right? Oh, yeah. and a silver. Wig. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's that's why we wanted to see him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although he was dressed or like maybe we'll... in this episode. He was. It looked awesome. 
It, it it was a really good look for him. I mean, usually he's he's you know rocking the the third Doctor look, um, and that works for him. But yeah, the the Prince uh, Purple, yeah, I think was very fitting. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we mean Judge Cat, like you know, as in Judge Dread. So he'll like have his his laser guns and his helmet and. I am the meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So the first note that I have for this is that uh, poor Lister with his space mumps looks a lot like a Talosian from the very first pilot episode of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, big head yeah. of alien guys. With dreadlocks. Oh, yeah. With dreadlocks. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a very so, fun um, plastered cast thing. <laughs> and I it was bet it would make a great cosplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Took many, many hours to uh, fix onto his head. I, I would I imagine that. so. Yeah, especially since he had to do stuff with it on. Yeah. As the... As the show progresses, I'm starting to notice that they're taking better and better care with the different prostheses that mm. they put on the the characters, and that they took better care and attention in this one-off gag than they have in the past for all of uh, Crichton's yeah. prosthetics. Mm. Well, I wonder if they learned from, very different, from yeah. improving Crichton's prosthetics, mm. so they were able mm. to apply it to space mumps. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, I got this new technique. Uh, what are we going to use it for? I don't know. Let's give Lister space mumps. It has nothing to do with the plot. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounds legit to me. Yeah, Crichton, um, Crichton was, I thought, was looking really good this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, and they've smoothed out the lines a little bit. He's still got the ankles, but it looked a bit more... I don't know. I, I'm liking Crichton just about every aspect of And he's of got a red cross when he's playing Nursebot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a nice touch. Florence Nighting Droid. <laughs> no stealing lines. <laughs> no stealing lines, Jack. Uh, so Lister's rocking out the space bumps. We find out that Rimmer has gone on holiday uh, to the diesel decks. <laughs> and they still have slides in the future. Oh, yes. Now, yes. for those of you who were born after 86... Slides are how uh, people used to take pictures. It's it's almost like negatives. Do you remember those? Hmm. They're they're transparencies that you put into a machine and it projects it onto the wall. It's like a really slow PowerPoint. Yeah, a really slow PowerPoint. <laughs> so it makes a cool the chunk noise. So welcome to the old technology podcast hosted by Nutty and Dak. <laughs> <laughs> Where we get to feel old. Today, slicing rifles and projecting photos. Oh, you talk uh, about feeling old. I literally had a student ask me what people used to do before cell phones to get together. Wow. And I was like, we had landlines. <laughs> and also, we would set times to be places and be there at that time. And not what? change midway. In my day! Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> there was nothing wrong with carrier pigeons, and we shouldn't have gone away from that. <laughs> if smoke signals were good enough... For... Alright. Um, 
So, we find yet another space pod that's sort of becoming, uh, you know, they need to bring something into the show. They'll just find a, a pod with said thing in it. I, I like it, it. It's sort of like Gilligan's um, Island. Like, whenever they yeah, need someone yes. to come to the island, they'll have them float up on a boat, but then they'll leave and not take the Gilligan's Island people with them. Because everybody's yeah, How did that island stay uncharted if apparently every single current in the ocean will, will lead to the said island? <laughs> it's I mean, not uncharted. The, the thing is, the, the people that live on Gilligan's Island are so annoying that humanity got together <gasps> and marooned yes. them on purpose. And they would just send them supplies, I, but they, they would do everything in their power to make sure that they did not come back to civilization. <laughs> yes. It's like Alcatraz 2.0. I like this. It was all funded by the Howell Foundation. <laughs> cool. Thornton yeah, well, yeah the, and his wife. Yes. Yeah, to get rid of him so they yeah. could, you know, use the funds for things besides buying his wife clothes. Now, for those of you born after 1986, you probably don't remember <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm totally going to have to cut myself out singing and put in that that soundtrack. Mm. Uh, let's explain things. <laughs> um, so we learn. Okay, I'm I'm going to have to theorize on that later. Gilligan's Island is the negative zone of. Okay. Okay. Um, so we learn that the pod either has. A psychotic criminal in it, or Barbara Bellini, yeah. the security guard. Mm. Awesome. Which everybody wants to date, yes. just because she's female. Mm. That's all they know yes. about her. Well, you know... And I she's not inflatable. <laughs> it gets very lonely. Yes. In space. In space. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, Cat, rocking mm. his prince suit, uh, continues with his tradition of making... Very uh, specific and obscure references to 20th century uh, culture by referencing uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Mm. I know that we tried to explain this away with they have lots of TV and all of their tapes are from are from Earth, and so Cat has familiarized himself with Earth culture that way. But he gets really specific. I have a theory. So, <laughs> My theory that is that Cat's uh, specific taste and flavor. Uh, have a lot to do with 20th century culture. That 20th century <laughs> culture was so gaudy, it just suits him. So that's why he picks that out oh. above all other cultures. So Cat is a is a, is a hipster. Yeah, Cat is the he's a space okay. hipster, Neo without the glasses. <laughs> okay. Mm. Well, yeah, the glasses would, would cover his beautiful exactly. eyes. That would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of terrible, Cat makes the most explicit references to his own sexual prowess that have been on the show. That was up so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my god, they were so good. And it's again one of those things, I've mentioned this before, that when I was younger and watching it, all of this sexual humor went right over my head. And I don't know how something like that went over my head, but as an adult, the, I just love it. Is the line from this safe or is somebody saving it for later? I wasn't going to say it. You go right ahead. If, I, if there was a Black & Decker drill on the end, I'd go through walls! <laughs> no, that wasn't the one that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I just... The entire conversation is quite oh. Do you want to say it to um, Andrew? Yeah. Do you want to save it for later? I'm going to save okay, it for later. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just, thought, uh, just thought I'd check. 
And let's see, if you want to get out your bingo cards, uh, you can put a check over Americans have to look up something to understand British cultural reference. Um, Pussycat Willem. I looked this up to find out that this was a reference to a children's show in the 1950s called Small Time. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's and, before and my time. And the puppet looked very much like uh, the Mr. Rogers puppet. Uh, D- Daniel, yeah, like it was like 13 years before Daniel Tiger, but it looked a lot like Daniel Tiger. So Mr. Rogers is a total ripoff man. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's still awesome. He really is. And oh, better than Mr. If, Dress Up. Oh, don't even start. If you that haven't, war. if you haven't ever seen it, uh, look for Mr. Rogers testifying in front of Congress yes. about trying to get funding. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness! It's really good. It's really He's good. Amazing. Like the guy is so sarcastic at the beginning, and and Mr. Rogers like completely diffuses the thing, and six yeah. minutes of talking, and he has the guy on his side. <laughs> my brother has his autograph. He got his autograph through um, a uh, university project he had to do, and it was basically, he had to contact a, an actor, and so he contacted Mr. Rogers, and Mr. Rogers had, like, correspondence with him back and forth, and he sent him a big glossy photo of himself, signed it and everything, and and at first, the first letter, he obviously seemed like uh, he thought my brother was in grade school, and then when he Aww. found out he was in university, yeah. he just continued writing. Well, yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> I should point out right here, right now, I have no clue what you guys are talking about. That's why I've... St- <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Did, did you at That's least about know the we first the show? For once. The, the one that Heath had to look up? Yeah, I knew that time. one. Okay. Yeah. But- Mr. Roger, he was, he's, you know, right there with Sesame Street, was one of the, the PBS, the public broadcasting things, and he was a staple. He really set the tone for a lot of what children's uh, television, educational television was about in the States. And he did a lot of puppety things. Like, he had the the land of make-believe, I think it was called, and yep. all of the puppets. I'm probably going to have to trim some of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too long about it. So we've okay. got the pot. Uh, moving on, then. So... Uh, we've learned that uh, the prisoners on the ship were simulants, not androids. Simulants uh, that that brutally murdered lots and lots of people. Yep. Am I the only one that is reminded of the rep? Is it simulants or replicants from Space Above and Beyond? They were the where they flipped the coin. Wasn't oh. replicants in um, Blade Runner? Yeah, they were in Blade Runner, but. But I'm thinking of the ones I'm from not... Space Above and Beyond, and looking at the simulants here really reminds me of the androids in Space Above and Beyond. If you haven't seen it, go I'm watch it. I'm not familiar with that. Watch it. I shall. <laughs> it's an order. <laughs> another one. If Space Above and Beyond was one, another one of those classic TV series that only ran for one season. Yeah, it got cancelled. But they let them finish. Thank you, Fox. Again, I know. Fox. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it on Fox? Yeah, yeah. it was on Fox for a season. Fox just has it on Fox to never know when they have a hit. Yeah. Or anything good. It's true. We, we are very thankful that Red Dwarf was not on mm. Fox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, BBC. With this conversation that they're having uh, on the show, Holly uses one of my favorite British words. Mm-hmm. Uh, which just shows British efficiency and 
trimming excess letters. It doesn't have to be isn't it or is it not it. No, it's in it. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. She, I love that. I love that word a lot. Oh, and uh, let's just acknowledge that Holly is finally getting some screen time. I was thinking about that while I was watching this. Thinking of things mm-hmm. and giving exposition. And mm-hmm. I've missed Holly. And she too. does something really cool later on. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. yeah. This episode, it really took a different turn from the last few because this show has become very, mm-hmm. very Crichton-centric mm-hmm. for the last few episodes, which, you know, we were complaining about, hey, we've got this new Crichton and we don't know anything mm-hmm. about him. When are we going to learn something? And then it was like, fine, we're, every episode is going to be the Crichton <laughs> show. Um, but this episode, it's it's more of an ensemble effort, and it finally we get some Holly back, mm-hmm. and, and I think it works a lot better, frankly. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we have a lady or the tiger situation here, or the android or the security guard uh, situation here. Uh, but they go ahead and open it up, or set it to start opening it up. Which which Lister does before he finds out that it might be mm. an evil simulant. <laughs> Who's going to tear his arms mm. off? Because yeah. Lister just hears, woman, oh, I better open that up. <laughs> yeah, let's not wait till my swelling goes down. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we have a can of woman in here that we have to open up now. <laughs> can you get so those is going Costco? to the, the big vacuum packs of cans of women? Yeah, they're coming to <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what so what shop do I buy these from? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have um uh what is it warehouse shopping in the UK? We have a, Big uh, box. We have stores. a Walmart. Oh, it it has invaded I'm there sorry. Too. <laughs> I yeah, I, I told Shane, you know, I mean you got you got your racing, you got your wrestling, you got your Walmart. It's really gonna feel like home if we ever go over there like <laughs> We have um, a couple of different stores where basically you buy things in bulk. Uh, yeah, that's mm. Sam's Club yeah. over Sam's here. Club, Sam's, Costco. Costco, BJ's, yeah. And so you can buy uh, 48 rolls of paper mm-hmm. towel at a discount. Yeah, yeah we, we've let our Sam's membership go out, but we got like awesome breakfast sandwiches there, so we need to get that mm. again. <laughs> So, yeah, our entire freezer was like filled with breakfast sandwiches for a while because they were really, really convenient and very low in calories. And they, yeah, we, we, yeah. we also have the wonderful sport uh, of polo in the local park. Yeah, we don't have polo. which is better than box yeah. stores and better than polio. Well, who cleans yeah. up after the horses, though? <laughs> um, so <laughs> as they go to. Uh, the the Justice Station. Which has the best um, design ever. Yes, it looks like the scales of justice in space. Yes, indeed. We actually just noticed that the first time on this viewing. Awesome. It wasn't me- It wasn't meant to be a, a uh, space station. It was meant to be a planet originally. Mm. Oh, really? Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, that sounds much more boring. Mm. There's, a, there's a deleted... <laughs> Well, no, it would just be implausible. What sort of gravity field would make matter coalesce on it like that? Nope. <laughs> You're yeah. thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, you know, I was about to say SOD, but this show has offered us our own version of SOD. Okay. We'll yes. get to that in just yes. a bit. But go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to talk about a deleted scene, but we'll talk about that later when we get there. Okay. Okay. So, Rimmer, then, is mm-hmm. showing his slideshow. And oddly, we get... <laughs> He calls it a Cameron Macintosh 40-valve air-cooled diesel. Now, Cameron Macintosh, I'm familiar with as the producer of such uh, musicals as Phantom of the Opera and Les Mis. Um, I'm not aware of Cameron Macintosh as an air-cooled diesel engine creator. <laughs> Do you have any idea what that reference is about? He's multi-talented. Yeah, must be. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Okay. I like had to just raise an eyebrow, and I was like, "Why would that be?" Oh, okay, whatever. So not 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 just me. Well, either. they okay. probably just that's one of those things where they throw a name out there and see if they can find that one fan who catches on. And, it and took, they found him. It took twenty-one years, but congratulations, <laughs> we found him. <laughs> He's a big name for Broadway or you know West End or what have you. Um. And turns out, space mumps is just when your head fills up with a combination of mustard and ketchup. And cornstarch, I would yep. imagine. <laughs> I don't know, look like mango Shane, do you have any behind-the-scenes tips? Yeah, what what were the uh, the what the ingredients well, according in the According to my notes, which have suddenly disappeared off here, there we go. Um, Yay! The, the no. red and yellow purse effect was achieved with some KY jelly courtesy of the makeup department. Gotcha. Oh, that's an off. active makeup department. Mm. It's <laughs> 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 oh, so whenever they talk about apl- applying the prosthetics and they say it took 18 hours to get him into that getup. Yeah, because they were distracted. <laughs> <laughs> they were taking frequent breaks. <laughs> Okay, uh, sex jelly. Anyway, <laughs> you've you've heard about the uh, the redneck in in the hospital, right? <laughs> do, oh, really, do we really want to know? Guy, guy, a guy comes to visit his redneck uncle in the hospital and says, "Hey, how you doing? How, how are they treating you?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good. Everything's going all right, I reckon." Yeah. Well, how's the food here? Well, it ain't bad, but I will tell you one thing: that Kentucky jelly is just awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is funny. <laughs> He's here all week, folks. Oh, donation so. by the door. <laughs> so we we get to space station justice, and uh, this is where. So we have been on this podcast, borrowing um, SOD from potential cast for quite some time. Well, it's time to retire it. Because the show gives us a new one that's all its own. They're putting on their Justice Station metal shoes, a la Mario Brothers movie. And uh, Rimmer quite logically points out that he cannot wear these shoes because he is a hologram. And then, as should happen with all problematic uh, instances like this, a booming voice says, That has been accounted for. Yep. And that is the only explanation we ever need uh, for how a hologram can wear metal gloves. And I this. thought of Heath when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a thing now. <laughs> it has been accounted for. I thought you were going to say that the, the SOD is mutation. 
<laughs> no. But there was no mutation in this episode. Oh. There wasn't. No, yeah. Yeah, the mutation is often their their phlebotanum to get the the you know the it's it's their version of the hell mouth, mm. um, but that has been accounted for is now the SOD of the Red Dwarf intro cast. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Wait a minute, how would Cat know about Ripley's believer and that has been accounted for? Exactly. I need to start doing this at work. <laughs> Sarge, I don't understand. <laughs> that has been accounted for. Huh? You shouted, so I guess it's true. But I only have two days left of annual, and I need three days. <laughs> that has been accounted for. Oh, oh yes. See, okay. it's very, very useful. <laughs> the Magruder report was due last week. We're going to lose the account. That has been accounted for. <laughs> Extra points for using the words <laughs> Magruder. Oh. But, but you didn't use the cover sheet on your TCS <laughs> That has been accounted for! <laughs> PC load letter. <laughs> what does that even mean? That has been accounted for. <laughs> Alright, uh, we find out that Lister is a bit worried about uh, his justice scan. Uh, uh, because he went... Gonna, I was actually going to um, say my... Which was my first point that I wrote, wrote down here. Um... Oh, Those go ahead. scenes that we saw were actually filmed in the Sunbury Pump House, a disused water pumping oh. plant near Shepperton Studios. Shiny. Mm. It was a really good set. Mm. Like, it was mm. all mm. scary looking. It's probably it more famous to UK re- viewers as the set for the second s- series of the gaming show Games Master. Which... Which uh, nice. featured yeah, Sir Patrick Moore in the uh, in a in a role. Oh. Who has recently, recently passed, passed away, away as of yes. twenty to twenty past twelve this morning or this afternoon, I should say. Yeah. Oh. Oh my. The uh, the the what is it? Voyager scared us with that one. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 Voyager uh, Voyager two probe has a Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Funny that, and uh, posted a. Uh, 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 an, an obit to Sir Patrick Moore, but neglected to put the word more and just said, Sir Patrick, you are with us among the stars. <gasps> Begin no. the panic as I'm looking through the internet. It's like, Sir Patrick Stewart is dead? It's like, well, there's more than one Sir Patrick. Yes, but Sir Patrick Stewart's Twitter account is Sir Pat Stew. Yes. So, yeah, so there was a, wow. there was a few brief seconds of panic until I... And then I sent a, I sent a thing back to to the Voyager said, like, you need to clarify. I think there's more than one guy named Patrick who has a knighthood. <laughs> Seriously, there are a few celebrities that I would cry over, but Patrick Stewart would be one of them. Mm. He's just awesome. When Leonard Nimoy goes, I'm going to just have to take a day off work. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And on that cheery note. Mm. Yeah. That, anyway. Yeah, on that cheery note, my oh, yeah. next oh, yeah, thing is, according to uh, Robert Llewellyn's autobiography, Man in a Rubber Mask, um, the Chitty Chitty, the Chitty Chitty <laughs> Bang Bang Sweet Song was also filmed there. <gasps> oh, yeah! Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it was the big factory thing, and then all the dogs yeah. came in. Yay. Our childhood. Cool. And again, if you were born after 1986, you have no idea what we're talking about. No, seriously, my dad raised me on old Disney movies, and not just the animated ones. Oh, the no. old Disney yep. live-action ones. 
are amazing. You see, Disney used to make live-action movies that didn't involve poorly dubbed talking animals. Well, actually, some of them uh, did. Some of them yeah. did, yeah. <laughs> that dark you, cat, for You example. might find this hard anyway. to believe, but the parent there was a version of the parent trap before Lindsay Lohan. Mm. Yes. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm? It starred Pollyanna. Mm. Same girl that filmed Pollyanna was uh, in the original Parent Trap. Mm. Useless so knowledge for 500, Alex. So Haley and she would go on to be a teacher on Saved she, by the Bell. I should point out that Chi Chi Bang Bang did tour the Euro- US in 2008, 2009. Oh, wow. Cool. And it was Dick Van Dyke not doing a Cockney accent. Yeah, which was a wise choice because he cannot do one. <laughs> I, say what you will, right. I still um, like the Chim Chimney. Chim oh yes, no. oh yeah, I love I love the movie Mary Poppins. It's just his accent <laughs> was bad. It, his, his accent was every bit as good as my Lister impression <laughs> or my Hudson impression. Would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> Stop doing that. I don't oh see my. the problem with it. You guys suck. Would you like a Indeed. Okay. Which of those old Which so. of those old movies had this this sort of like crazy non sequitur with just two old guys in uniforms shooting a cannon off the roof of their house? That was Mary Poppins. Was I Mary want that. Poppins. That's my retirement goal. He was he was uh, defending against the Hottentots. Yeah, th- that's my retirement goal. I just want to be up there on the roof of my house with a cannon in you. Oh yes, poof! For no real reason. I, I, I don't know. It looks like bliss to me. I don't know, but then I worry that you're going to start setting sail with the building, and we're going to turn into accountant pirates. Absolutely. Mm. So red dwarf. Mm. Red dwarf. So, yeah. oh, oh, that old thing. We find. <laughs> We find that Lister is a bit worried about his justice stand because, as a child, he was somewhat naughty and went scrumping for cars. <laughs> uh, oh my god. I had never heard the word scrumping before this episode. Yeah. You know, luckily I had because of oh, the okay. game Fable. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. Yeah, the game Fable has a thing where these little troll things have been uh, scrumping the the apples uh, and stealing the apples and stealing the scrumpy, mm-hmm. which I guess is a term for a homemade cider. Yep. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Hobbs Hobbs were scrumping the scrumpy. Okay. See. Taken out of context, scrumping word. would not mean it apples sounds kind of dirty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need some Kentucky jelly to go. With I it. was afraid anyway. the first time I saw this. I was, or recently saw this. I was afraid that scrumping was similar to, and I'll use the British word, dogging. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> say no more. Say no more. No, no, wink, wink. We're men of the world, ain't we? Uh, okay. So uh, translate the British dogging into the American for me, please. Um. um. Can you? <laughs> Is there a polite euphemism? Parking? Uh, necking? Okay. Uh, except more. Okay. Necking publicly with video cameras? Okay. Gotcha. Potentially, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, 
Yes, the Justice Scan releases them all. Finally, we get to Rimmer, who has that crazy Rimmer smile. I love that self-satisfied, smug smile that he gets really as good. he's staring up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did note that the uh, the Justice voice sounded a little bit like Keith David. I saw that it wasn't in the credits, but I kept thinking Admiral Anderson was passing judgment for something. <laughs> Keith David is an awesome voice guy. He's the best voice. Well, I don't know. Might not be the best, but boy, he he got his share when they were passing out pipes. Mm-hmm. I missed out on that. We see another. It has been accounted for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has been accounted for. We see for. another bit of retconning. Uh, yeah. the, the crew complement before the accident was 1,167. Instead of mm-hmm. the 169 stated in previous service. Inflation. Oh. <clears throat> the number changes three, four times throughout the runs mm. of the different series. <laughs> yeah. But they uh, altered the number to be more in line with the novels, which I think Paul mentioned last week. Ah. Yeah, there's been a lot of retconning going on in the novels mm. that we're not aware of. Mm. So they went from an Enterprise D crew to a Scott Bakula Enterprise crew. <laughs> the other way around. No, the other way around. Yeah, the Scott, yeah. Ba- oh, yeah. Scott oh, Bakula no. Enterprise doesn't exist. We accounted for that. <laughs> it's already been accounted for. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was a that was that was a Star Trek Enterprise. This mu- it must have yeah, just that's got the wa- name of the ship. <laughs> it must have got that Kirk was on. <laughs> it must have got wiped from my memory. <laughs> Fun. No, no, that was the U- USS Enterprise that Kirk was just like Star Trek Voyager. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Indeed. Hey, I love Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> it has been accounted for. Voyager's cool. Seriously, Kate Mulgrew is freaking <gasps> awesome. God. We went to Dragon Con and saw her speak, and after that, we started rewatching Voyager because she was just amazing. I, I will grant yeah. you that I'm sure she's a lovely person. But Janeway is the worst Starfleet captain of all time. What? Even the one that went crazy okay. <laughs> and with the, the, the cloaking episode with Miles O'Brien. Worst Starfleet captain ever. The prime directive is her toilet paper. Uh, I would rather have Chris Pike beeping the in the chair directive? as a captain <laughs> than I than I would spending 15 minutes with Janeway. Oh. And seriously, when Starship Captain actually followed the Prime Directive, not Kirk, not Picard, <laughs> a lot more than okay. she did, but we're not going to get into this, this on Red Dwarf. No. <laughs> yeah, I know, th- this would quickly become a, a nutty, a nutty de- debate uh, about Star Trek Captains, because I love me some Janeway, so, but we'll talk, yeah, okay. For later, for later. Uh, Red Dwarf, then. Um... Cat, with his uh, detailed knowledge of 20th century Earth, talks about taking the fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as Oh, I'm sorry, I've skipped a bit, yeah. yes. Uh, Rimmer is convicted. We find about the Justice Zone, which puts the golden rule into effect. It does to you <laughs> as you try to do to others, I suppose. Um, I love that. Yes. Yeah, it's a clever it example. In order to... <laughs> It has been accounted for. <laughs> yes. 
This is fun. <laughs> oh. and s- but luckily, Crichton is going to prove that Rimmer is a dork. Um, and seriously, Rimmer's prison clothes were pretty amazing. They were pretty cool. I miss I miss uh, Rimmer's khakis. Me too. All of his clothes are. I so thought it dark. looked better than the dark green. Yeah, I think the dark green is him just trying to show off, which is explained <laughs> in his defense about how. <laughs> He's so egotistical and constantly trying to show off and takes the weight of the world on his shoulders. I like that particular metaphor, the uh, front gate security guard that thinks he owns the company. (laughs) (laughs) I know those people. That scene was a last minute um, addition to the the episode. Oh, really? Is that a fact? It seems like it was so so carefully scripted. And there, there were, as I mentioned earlier, the um, Justice World was meant to be on the planet. Mm-hmm. And, the, mm. and the scene was filmed with the crew walking around a park. Uh, in the deleted scene, Lister misses a rubbish bin with a Zaga can, at which point the Justice Zone litter birds retaliate by dropping a gooey bird on top of his head. But ah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. And apparently, according to the notes that I've got over here, if it wants to come up, it may be, quote, maybe it was the fact that the extra planetary black botanical gardens bore a striking resemblance to a park in West London. Ah. Uh, I don't know. Well, I, for one, am glad that they made it a station and weren't filming in a park because they do a lot of outdoor scenes in easily shot areas and you just kind of scratch your head and go, how is that space? Yeah. yeah. A- and it felt very claustrophobic in there. Like, everything mm. was controlled and mm-hmm. so, you know, it made sense to have the mechanized boots and yeah, everything was very dark. So it felt mm-hmm. more like a prison. Yeah. Really, kudos to the set dressers because although you know the the water pump the water pumping station does give you these beautiful pipes and valves and things as a backdrop, but the the color choicing, the lighting, the camera angles mm-hmm. was all really well done to mm-hmm. to make you feel like okay, this water pumping station is the inside of a crazy prison. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this particular scene, I think, really kind of changes the whole series because up till now we're constantly blaming Rimmer. And then when Crichton puts it into this perspective, you're, and I believe it was said once before, how could a soup vending machine repairman <laughs> be responsible for a radiation leak that killed the entire crew? Yeah. Well, for want of a nail, the shoe was lost, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah well. he should not have been in charge of that. Hmm. Well, maybe he was supposed to have a partner to double-check his work. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) But I do like how Crichton says there's a difference between uh, guilt and culpability. Yep. Mm. That, you know, you can feel all this guilt, which, you know, that can lead to to a lot of corruption in that Mm -hmm. crazy mechanized justice system. Because... You know, Lister did all of those things, but he didn't particularly feel guilty about it. Mm. So how no, do they wasn't keeping convict him up at true night. sociopaths? 
Yeah. I think we're overthinking this. <laughs> has it been accounted for? <laughs> that has been accounted it for. It has been accounted for. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm so glad. So... That <laughs> When when Crichton okay. is making his defense and and he says who would put someone like this in charge uh, only a, a complete yogurt or only a yogurt I've never heard yogurt used to describe anything but yogurt um what is that a thing <laughs> y- yogurt is a dummy is or I've watched this as a kid so I kind of know the expression well. and uh, and Angel surmised that it meant like the same as as yo yo. And was maybe an expanded form of that. Just changed into yogurt. Anyway, it's just I've never. I've... I took it to mean somebody completely horribly plain and dull and dumb. Mm. You know, has the brain capacity mm. of a yogurt, mm. like the cat. Yeah, I just never, never heard Aww. the term used in that sense. Anyway, uh, Rimmer gets uh, gets off. <laughs> And uh, um, before okay. we move on, that scene—excuse <coughs> me—that uh, scene that was that yes. courtroom scene, that mm-hmm. set was incredibly disappointing. Really? To the which, I wasn't disappointed. To the, yeah, to the designer. It was actually meant to look like it went on for infinity. See, I, I kind of like the, again the no. cloistered field of it. Like you're you're under a micro under a magnifying mm. glass. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was meant to go. It was meant to have looked like it was meant to stretch back a really, really, mm. really long way, kind of like the central corridor in Babylon Five. Huh. Yeah. Ah. Uh, that'd be interesting. Um, but it was. It's only sixteen feet foot long, and they didn't have the room. For the ramp, so they had to do it in the flat, and it didn't work. So they had to stick a bright light at the end. So again, yeah, I think that really fit the. I mean, it's like, yeah, you're in the interrogation room with the light shined in your face. It's mm. so I mean, if, if, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't what they were going for, I think it it worked really well. Plus, I sort of got the idea that during the time the station was completely in use then there were, like, hundreds of trials going on in hundreds of little mm. rooms all over the place, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. That it was mechanized justice. That would be a great name for a band. <laughs> we are <laughs> mechanized <laughs> justice, but we're yes, thinking of changing would. the name. <laughs> <laughs> Is it <smagging> the heads? Uh. <laughs> so... Spell justice with yeah. a Y. <laughs> no, no, no. You have, like, just, and then a dash, and us. Just us. See, because it's like justice, and oh, just and us. As in, we are just justice, you see. It's totally deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still spelled mechanized with a K. Um. <laughs> That's a hit song. It's called Um. So after a brilliant, brilliant speech by Crichton, uh, again, if you, say, you say that this was uh, sort of rushed onto the script. I, I thought it was brilliant writing and excellent yeah. delivery by Llewellyn. Um, hey, uh, hands up. Uh, who wants Crichton as their lawyer? <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. He would make me feel completely bad, but he would get me <laughs> off of anything. 
so, after the trial, we find out that it was not, in fact, the lady, but the tiger, or, you know, the simulant, uh, who has a really... I love how Kat completely forgot... Oh, yeah. ...why they were there in the first place. <laughs> of course he did, he's a cat. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, the, the gun he pulls out with the little uh, knife blade attachment looks awesome. Very, like, mm-hmm. I, yes. I think I have that gun in yeah. Mass Effect. Tech, can you make that for me? Oh, uh, I could make you something close. That was yeah. a great-looking prop. Yeah, that would be a good gun. <laughs> if you had to guess uh, what gun they modified or what uh, random junk they put together to make such a such a critter, what, what would you guess there, Tech? Oh, I don't know. I think I'd need to, to take a closer look at it. The one comment I will make is... Uh, <sighs> The, the downside to all the tight camera angles they had to use when filming in that location is he holds it up close to his face so they can get the shot of the, the blade mm-hmm. extending. But then he turns it to aim it at, at Lister, but he never moves the gun. For You know, when you hold a pistol, you hold it out at arm's length. He's holding the pistol three inches from his face. <laughs> you see, that's because... Aimed at Lister. That's because... Simulants are so strong that they don't have to worry about recoil. Oh, that's what that is. That has been accounted for. It has been accounted for. (laughs) 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 I will say that the after the episode was so good, the ending was just a little disappointing to me. Oh, not to me. Well, I mean, I was laughing. My I thought it off. was. I mean, I thought it was really obvious what was going to happen once they got into the justice zone, and mm-hmm. I thought that they were trying to play it out for drama. When for five minutes of okay, he's going to try and shoot Lister and shoot himself. Okay, he's going to try and shoot Lister and shoot himself. And yeah, I wanted Lister to figure it out. Before yeah, he did. But yet again, more uh, we get more fantastic physical comedy from Danny John Jules. True, yes. with the with the shovel. Oh, yeah. That's that's my favorite part. The very last bit, it just I'm I'm laughing and the credits start rolling. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that I liked. But just the the setup leading up to that, I thought was a, a little obvious. Mm. So the uh, before we get into the the very last bits, uh, I want to bring up my favorite uh, bit with Holly. So everybody runs out of Starbug, mm-hmm. and uh, with, with lattes, <laughs> and and he starts going and shooting all over the place. He looks at Holly, and Holly ducks. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was my favorite bit. <laughs> oh, it's priceless. Again, that actress having to make as much screen time and memorable moments as she possibly can. Well, she really is coming into her own as Holly. Like, she's redefining the character to be her own thing. So, I... Every episode, I keep wanting to... And I know I can't add, because you can't answer, but I keep wanting to ask, are we ever going to see Love It Again? And, oh well, I guess we'll just have to keep watching. Um, Yeah. Another thing that crossed my mind... hasn't been accounted for yet. That hasn't been accounted for. (laughs) So, here's something that we also haven't accounted for. Every mm-hmm. intro cast up until now has been about a show that has ended. Red mm-hmm. Dwarf has restarted. Mm-hmm. Are we still going to be an intro cast when we get current? 
I believe that uh, Consulting Sherlock had dealt with this themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that would be... I forgot that's about right. that. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, yeah, what, did they just become... They, they're they still an intro cast, it, so far as they know, up till now, because the second series, uh, the oldies actually saw them when they were released, and the newbies had to wait till they came to America. <gasps> that okay? That can work. That can work. Yes, mm-hmm. we will force Shane and Paul to watch everything ahead of us. Cool. <laughs> That's okay. They've already done. Yeah, it. we've already done that. Yes. Of course you. Yeah. Have. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, one more comment I had about uh, the simulant is I noticed that he apparently bleeds a milky white substance very similar to Bishop in Alien. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't notice that. I, how how interesting. My note is: doesn't he look like the Terminator? He did. Yeah, yeah. His, yeah. Uh, first we had Robocop, and then we had Terminator. Too. Yeah, the Borg looked like that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things that the simulant smashes over Lister's head was made uh, of wax. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about. Because usually it's just sort of breakaway glass. Mm. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, that works. Yeah, and <clears throat> they were made of wax so they would break easily. Mm-hmm. But not easy enough for Craig Charles who complained the scene gave him bruises. Of course. <laughs> His head's not nearly as hard as Lister's. <laughs> because they injure their actors all the time. How method is that? They can't say no humans were harmed during the making of this film. <laughs> um, they cannot. I am out of points. Does anyone else have some final comments before we move on? How about when they return to the ship? And Lister's yeah. getting all philosophical? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then falls down a hole? Yeah. That, that sort of left me... I didn't quite get why that gag was there. Did anybody? I don't know. That left me kind of cold. Did anybody notice the mistake in that scene? Nope. What's the mistake? Uh, they've got the gang walking through the corridor. They turn the corner, and they walk back on where they've just come from. Well, well they I've do seen, that a lot. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like in the first season of Buffy. Like, they use the same school corridor for everything. Mm. <laughs> and they just film it from the other direction. They literally just... I guess I'm just so used to that. Yeah, they literally but. just walked up, ran, literally ran the pole, and comes straight back down again. Cool. <laughs> nice. Well, you think you would have seen the hole the first time, then. <laughs> Indeed. Seriously? <laughs> I know. Well, you know, Lifster's not so quick on the uptake in this episode, but I'm going to uh, blame that as after effects of Space Mumps. True. So it has been accounted for. He's still recovering. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cool. With his Kentucky Jelly Mumps. (laughs) Anything else? (laughs) All right. Well, uh, so what do y'all want to do? Some feedback or quotes or... Ratings, we have only or... have one feedback. We have two. Oh. Oh, we have we, two. We have two. All right. Well, lay it on us. Well, okay. Award for the weirdest... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to put you on the spot there. <laughs> no, it's fine. I was considering I've got it in front of me. Um, you're an acorn, right? 
Award for the weirdest set in Red Wolf history goes to the Justice Courtroom. Apart from that, a great episode where this, from this to Space Mumps to the fantastic two courtroom scenes with a simulant thrown at the end. You can tell the really, writers really had a lot of fun with Crichton's defence speech. Mm. Mm-hmm. And who's that from? That was from you and Acorn. Oh, awesome. And I can read the next one. Okay. Because uh, it's so short. <laughs> Darren Forrester says Robert Llewellyn still lists this as one of his favorite scenes from the show. I agree with Robert Llewellyn. It was good. It, yeah. was, it was solid work. I really think this whole episode, they did a better job of incorporating Crichton as part of the crew. I, some For something about the chemistry between him and Kat, I found particularly effective. And they didn't even share many conversations, but just the looks they gave each other, there seemed to be mm-hmm. some, some good chemistry between them. Mm. Oh, and we had another reference to Crichton's uh, lying thing. <laughs> yes, I'm not going to say, because yes. it might be somebody's quote. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> but, so, you know, character continuity is nice. Mm. So, thank you, Ewan and Darren, for the feedback. If you want to leave feedback about the show, uh, you can email us at uh, the Red Dwarf Podcast at gamail, that's G-M-A-I-L, dot com. Uh, you can also uh, go to the Facebook page. That's what most people do, in fact. Although, you know what? We have the Twitter and we have the Gmail, so be original. It's cool. Uh, but the Facebook is the Red Dwarf IntroCast, so it's easy to find, because we're the Red Dwarf IntroCast. Works that way. And then there's the Twitters, and you can tweet at us at... Twitter.com slash Red Dwarf Intro. And those are the most convenient ways to get in touch with us. Besides, you know, uh, sending a fax, or smoke signals, carrier pigeons, um... Yeah. Telepathic message. Telegram would be good. Candygram. Yes. <laughs> Strippergram. <laughs> would need to be a singing candygram, though, you know. Uh... All right, well. For those of you not born. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love a singing telegram. We like your show. We like your show. We like your show. <laughs> Um. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I think we need to run an ad. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yes, get in touch with us by sending uh, Amy uh, with a kissogram. Now, um. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Pond? Yes. Oh, yes indeed. So, uh, speaking of uh, things that we like, um, here's an ad. Wake up. Go to work. Work. Come home. Eat dinner. Rot your brain out. Go to bed. Lather. Rinse. Repeat. Are you tired of an old humdrum life? Tired of things that just weigh you down and depress you? Wouldn't you rather just focus on things that are awesome? Tune into Nutty Bites. Find out what's awesome. Nutty Bites. Nimlas.org slash blog. And we're back. And it is that time again, yes, when we make Firefly references for no... Wait, no, we've already done that. Okay. Uh, when <laughs> Paul's we, not here. There's no fun in making Firefly references without Paul. It's true. But you know what? Hey, Paul, has to, he is, he is uh, pa- passive uh, resistance there. 
He he no longer takes the bait on that. And he gave Firefly mm-hmm. a chance. It's not his show. It's cool. Um, but we do uh, rate the show. So let's go ahead and rate the show. Uh, Nutty and Tech are our guests. So Nutty, why don't you go first? Okay, I'm going to give this an 8.5 out of 10 cranial explosions from space mumps. Nice. Tech? Filled with Kentucky jelly. Of Kentucky jelly, yes. Yeah. I will give this an 8 out of 10 Cuban heels or crepe soles. <laughs> nice. Angela? I really loved this episode. Ending left me a bit cold, but the rest of it was fantastic. I am going to give it um, a... Nine out of ten. Thinking of a rating system. Oh no! <laughs> uh, clunky mechanized boots. Hmm. Oh, before we move on, that is something I forgot to mention. Um, the, me- the those mechanized boots, when they closed up, they're actually made from rat traps. Wow. <gasps> Oh. Ouch. Nice. Yeah. Oh, Here, you know, that reminds actors, me. Um, feet in these. <laughs> exactly. That reminds me, when the simulant is chasing them throughout the station, and the boots come towards the simulant, and the simulant starts uh, blowing them up, and one of them's trying to run away, it's, like, all sad, and it reminds me of... Uh, Roger, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah. Yes. That scene the, messed the me up as a kid. Scene. Because it's a pair of shoes, and he kills one mm-hmm. of the shoes. That's the most horrific thing ever. I think we went into that on an episode of Epic, actually. Yes, we did. <laughs> it, it it does parallel on um, one of the worst scenes ever, uh, right there with uh, the, the Ewok and his dead friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Though some would say that any scene with an Ewok is among the worst scenes ever. But that was before Jar Jar. <laughs> I will take more Ewoks now. So, Shane, what do you want to rate, rate the episode? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give it nine and a half objections overruled. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, I think, will stick with eight and a half Cameron Macintosh 40 vi- valve air-cooled diesels. Nice. Nice. Mm. So pretty high rating episode all around. Mm. And now it is time for the quotiness. So, Nutty, will you want to lay down some quotey goodness on us? I am very excited to share my quote because this is my favorite quote for the entire series. What? Wait, not by series. And when I say series, I mean the American reason of it all ten seasons. Wow. This is my favorite quote and uh, it just sums Lister up. Occupation? Uh, uh, um, um, bum? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love it. Tech? Huh. Uh, a man so monumentally stupid. Objection! So stupid that he would object to his own defense counsel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, I I'm gonna say it. 
I've seen mirrors. I have eyes. Let's face it, buddy. I have a body that makes men wet. <laughs> that was That's the dirtiest the line. line ever. But it's awesome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sir, can we take a break? It appears my intelligence circuits have melted. Nice. <laughs> I had that one written down. You know, the slides were so mind-numbingly bad that we didn't even cover it. Yeah. No, we did with the Cameron... Um, oh, right, you're right, you're right. Thing. But if I may, uh, Robert Llewellyn's facial expression... <laughs> Fantastic. It is amazing. <laughs> Let's see. Um, don't worry, Mr. Lister, sir. I'm sure you won't be punished for some minor misdemeanor that you committed as an adolescent over three million years ago. Seriously, Crichton, do you reckon? Boy, I'm really getting the hang of this lie mode. That was totally convincing, <laughs> wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. uh, yes. <sighs> Alright, um... Seriously, dude, you could go out on a date with the elephant man, and he'd be the looker! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, go ahead and shoot him. What, now? Yes, now! What, shoot him in the back? Yes, in the back. At least he's awake. What, you'd shoot a sleeping man? Are you kidding? I'd shoot a man on the john! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this de- okay. oh, this de- this de- this de- Is it a sm- small sewage plan you're carrying in the trousers, or do do I detect you're a tad concerned? <laughs> okay, I've got to say this one, but I never so much as uh, took. Uh, sorry, <clears throat> but I never got so much as a library book late. Second degree murder, a thousand people. I would have remembered. Your willful negligence is failing to uh, reseal a drive plate resulted in the deaths of the entire crew of the Jupiter Mining Corporation vessel, the Red Dwarf. Oh, that! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Just the, the oh, that yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, that little thing. <laughs> I asked the court, look at this man. This man who set and failed his astro-navigation exam on no less than 13 occasions. This sad man. This pathetic man. This joke of a man. Crichton, you're going over the top. The court will never buy it. Sir, trust me. My whole case hinges on proving you're a dork. Oh. (laughs) That entire speech is genius. Yes. Yes. Uh, Tech, do you have that other one? Oh, so he never had any fun. I mean, he partied less than Rudolf Hess. Anybody born before 1939 might have to look that one up. (laughs) (laughs) Or after 1939, I should say. Yeah. Anybody born before 1939 is an awesome listener. Yeah. Yeah. You I don't know what it is. Heath will send you something. More Rudolph Hess jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I recently got a podcast prize. Yay! Yay! Wait, what did you get a podcast prize from? For Hmm? oh, I I got uh, I got an early uh, sign up spot for uh, Intro Talks. Oh, that's right. I remember because I was member number one hundred, and big round numbers are super important. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Snarl makes you better than other people. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, I yeah, try- somehow 100's better than one of the first 20. <laughs> Arbitrary base 10 math. Hey, I totally tried to, 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 to... You did. Talk you up there. And then it was, do you want to give Nutty your spot? <laughs> nope. Well, I am... I, see, I'm not a rock star, so I will cling desperately to any advantage I can get. <laughs> oh, let's see. Okay, if there are no more quotes, I reckon we are about done. Uh, thank you to Nutty and Tech for again gracing us with your presence, this time as a team. Yes. Thank as you, guys. Distracting duo. I've had a lot of fun. <laughs> it oh, has been a special pleasure. person who's not in a married couple. <laughs> yeah, fifth wheel Shane. Oh. And there's a, there's a reason for that as well. You you like single single dumb? You're free. You're happy. We're old married people. We get it. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. All my money is mine. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my precious. Um. <laughs> so we will see you next week when we talk about season four, episode four. What? The what is that? White hole. Well, that just sounds dirty. <laughs> that is my second favorite quote in it. That so sounds like it needs a little Kentucky jelly there. Okay, I'm probably going to cut that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. So we have to guess what white hole is about. Sweet lumpy cakes, would you like to take a guess? No. <laughs> I think he wants you to take a clean guess. Yes. Something not involving the aforementioned product that is not allowed to be mentioned on this podcast anymore. Uh, Let's see. Well. Okay. White hole. All right. So red dwarf, uh, blue midget, um, they are both, you know, uh, names of of types of stars. So white hole is also a type of star, uh, uh, you know. So maybe maybe this is another ship. Maybe they find an, a, an escape ship from, but it would still be three million years old. That doesn't make sense. But still, maybe they do. Maybe they find something similar to um, the 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 green uh, the green bug thing. Um, star bug. Yes, thank you. Yeah, they find something similar to to the blue midget or the star bug. An, another ship that was out of Red Dwarf when it blew up or when the radiation happened, and mm-hmm. it crashed on a planet, and its descendants have evolved into Q, and when Red Dwarf lands there, then they force them to compete in uh, uh, embarrassing games, uh, and, yeah, that's what happens. And, and uh, uh, Kirk has to kiss Uhura. Shirtless knife fighting begins. But now the I guess the the heart of of my guess will be that White Hole is uh, another Red Dwarf um, escape pod type ship, and that it was away from Red Dwarf when Krypton blew up. Well, the thing about White Holes is they're white. What's what's your guess, love? I don't know. Maybe it's something that does the opposite of what a black hole does. 
Maybe... I don't really know what a black hole does. <laughs> well, black holes suck, so I guess you're saying... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that has been accounted for. That has been accounted for. Um, okay, well, we'll find out what is white holes are about next week. Thank you for listening to us, uh, and we will see you then. Bye! Bye-bye!